People like games. Present. Be at some point in the day show with Solo. What is up, folks? And welcome back for a little bit of late night gaming talk. It is Wednesday, January 15th, and today we're going to be talking about Microsoft and Xbox's next-gen strategy and why they don't want no new exclusives uh, for at least a year. But before we do that, let's get these plugs out of the way right quick. The socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. At People Like Games is the handle. You can find this show over on Spotify as well, Apple Podcast. Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you listen to, we're out there. SoundCloud, shout out, uh, and Anchor, our uh, lovely hosting network, which I never mentioned, but figured why not. And head over to the website, peoplelikegames.com for men's, women's apparel, events, and other information like how to reach us. But now that I have gotten that over with, I suppose it's showtime. And... We do like to begin this show with a little bit of uh, speculations and coverings of topics of note that have occurred over the course of the day as well. And so without much further ado, as I'd mentioned yesterday, I wanted to talk about Epic Games generating $680 million in its first year. That came from 108 million users and was a huge hue, huge number for uh, the first year. Because if you look at it in comparison, something like Discord's gaming marketplace, which they tried to soft launch and then were killed by Epic Games, um, has led to this. And the reason for that actually could be tied to the fact they've given over 73 free games over the course of that time very much fulfilling the ceo tim sweeney's promise of two games every two weeks ideally and so interesting important and the epic team keeps the ball rolling because our next story fortnite unveiled something called the icon series which was a series of skins that will feature fashion film gaming or whatever else culturally important that they deem important and in this case they started off with ninja it's sort of funny because i remember hearing when ninja was first starting joking himself about potentially getting his own skin and so you know hats off to him definitely because it very much is deserved for him to be the launch person for this but simultaneously it makes me question what the point of an announcement like this is because they necessarily are not doing anything different than they literally are doing already when they do like movie skins and tie-ins like marvel and whatnot and so curious probably nothing different but definitely distract from the fact that the number of players is dwindling but regardless speaking of dwindling let's head on over to the overwatch league which has dealt with its fair share of issues in terms of viewership over the course of its young existence but is now facing a large-scale departure of most of its on-air talent not to mention all the retirings from major players over the first two years already but the basis uh, of this on-air talent departure was so severe i guess to a degree that they literally issued a statement on it um obviously just a pr blanket statement but i think the fact that it merited them having to say something and because it's become such a converse you know point of conversation in the gaming industry that uh does not look good for activision blizzard i'm very curious what this sort of sort of like um you know, it's sort, of, it's sort of ominous for the Call of Duty League. It's definitely not the PR sort of and marketing and consumer atmosphere that you want to land in. And so hopefully it doesn't bleed in too much and it can be judged on its own. But probably not because overall, actually, has been a mess. Anyway, 
Now, what is not a mess? RuneScape apparently is blown up and has uh, in 2019 its largest subscriber base ever. Now it has 1.1 million paid subscribers between mobile and PC. Very impressive, very curious. Um, they might as well just bring back EverQuest at this point if all these things are just cash cows that are never ending. So what can you do? And speaking of never ending, Bioshock, one of my favorite games of all time. The series, one of my favorite series of all time, is coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, and Never Ending is hilarious. If you play the games, shout out, you get my joke. Otherwise, go play all the games and then come back and hear this joke over because I'm hilarious. Anyway, now let get let us get on to the main story. Uh, of this episode, I suppose, is one way to describe that. But we are going to be touching on Microsoft's next-gen strategy. The reason for that is they have decided to go against offering exclusives. But the way that that's framed is meaning that there will be no exclusive titles to Xbox itself and that it will launch with no titles that are sort of, ex, you know, that aren't available on other platforms. And so given that Halo Infinite or whatever they're calling it is set to be one of the launch titles, it made me sort of curious as to why, Halo Infinity, excuse me, as to why they would make that sort of claim. And then if you were someone who read further into it, you saw that what they meant was that it would be available to play on Xbox One and the Xbox One S as well, uh, and the new console as well. And so it basically is just their version of that is allowing old console compatibility. And I think over the course of the year, I don't think it's ever been anything new. I remember when the Xbox 360 came out that the Xbox and the Xbox 360 both had releases at yeah, I mean, they both released Madden 06, I think, was the game that came out. There was one that came out for the new one, and there was one that came out for the old one. And so I don't think it's anything new that consoles will, you know, carry over an old console's existence over a year. I guess what people are complaining about is that it's sort of unnecessary and has the, you know, sort of weighs the company down when they could be focusing their efforts elsewhere. But simultaneously, I think it's a good idea because... At the end of the day, Microsoft is turning gaming into a services company. So the same way you'll pay for Google Stadia, you're going to be paying for Xbox Live and the Game Pass. And in their calculations, it makes more sense to have more people paying for that monthly subscription, regardless of how they're getting access to it, than it does to sell the hardware. Because if you are not familiar with the economics of gaming to a certain degree, hardware consoles do not make money. They are not making margins. Margins is how much you make between the cost of the production of the item, the cost of selling the item. Same argument I make when I'm like, why are digital and physical games the same amount of money? If I go in and I pay $60, at least I get a box. I don't care what, it, I don't care if it costs a dollar to make. There is something physical that that was there. But when it's digital, there's an infinite cost. There, there's a there's a cost of production and then there's infinite profit because after the initial production, I guess there's maintenance. You can keep continuing to get profit through uh, a digital uh, distribution that doesn't have the same costs associated with production and all the logistics involved in shipping, etc. So with that cut, you would assume that over time games are going to become cheaper, but the way the revenue model is moving is that games are going to become cheaper to access but more expensive to upkeep and so that is a model I, I don't really love at the moment i don't think we should kill off the you know flat model for 
access to a game, but it's difficult because Game Pass is amazing and I use Game Pass all the time and gaming is very much moving towards that realm. And so with Microsoft very much turning itself into a services company, does it matter how many Xbox Series One X to sell or does it matter what the bottom line is from the place they do get their money, which is going to be the controllers and the headsets and the associated gear, as well as maintaining an ecosystem and user base that spends in-game money as well. And so everything's tied in and all circling back to Microsoft anyway. And so I think people are getting a little confused because someone like Sony is pushing the PS5 through the same lens, at least in content, in terms of going with exclusives uh, that you can't play elsewhere but changing up its manner of marketing. So it's going grassroots, skipping E3, and sort of hitting the ground, whereas Microsoft is sort of changing. You see, they're going grassroots with access to gaming instead of the marketing. And so the sort of divergence between the vision that they're creating and selling, which is actually very appealing and, you know, actually they're very cost, you know, worth worthy. If I mean, it's a little expensive, but it's cost worthy. And so... You know, to that degree, they could sell it better. I think that's been the main issue with the rollout. I don't think the Game Awards was the proper venue to roll it out. I think they're sort of failing to delineate what it means because it sort of feels like when the Xbox One X came out and people are like, but is it any different? Then the, can I still play my game on this? Yeah, all right, well, so what's the point of that? Well, some people want a more powerful version to be able to, you know, run at a better frame rate. And if you do, like, oh, let's go by the system. But whereas they lose the people who would be like, oh, I can't play the game on this anymore. The next version's game's not on here. Like, they'll pay for the game because they already have the console. So if you then open up access to that, like I said, it's all the additional pieces around the the hardware that sells and so it's a it's an interesting strategy for sure something that i feel microsoft probably has well thought out i like to you know as i've said before bet on microsoft in the cloud gaming race because they are microsoft and they're not just a gaming company they're not sony because sony is not a, a computer company the same way microsoft is it's built into their dna and especially with their CEO now, CEO now, Satya Nadella, who was uh, the head of the cloud division prior to. And so he's probably very much been the spearhead behind this. And so there's a long tail of success. And so impressive. We'll see. You know, I'm, when it comes out, I probably will buy it. Um, it just looks like a PC. It's a standing tower. And so, like I said, what they're doing is smart. The way they're selling it needs to be sharper and to be more you know, layman's in terms of the way that it will evolve. Because if it's a two-year process, a two-year process is probably going to be establishing the network to be able to handle the Xbox Play is what they're going to end up calling the uh, open mobile, open device access that they're going to be uh, allowing for the Xbox. And so uh, when it comes down to it, in the end, you know, I'm sure their balance sheet will show it was the right decision. So if you have marketing people, Microsoft, uh, I've just explained to them. Otherwise, uh, like we said, the website, People Like Games, has our email, team at peoplelikegames.com. Shoot us an email. We are happy to give plenty of more advice. We would love to work with you, which we already do. But we like to work with you more. Anyway, uh, that's a joke. And it's hilarious because it's hilarious. Anyway, um, that is all I have 
uh, to ramble on about for tonight's uh, episode. I do have a guest to announce uh, tomorrow, and so we'll be announcing them. They'll be coming on the show the following week, and we are going to start cycling in uh, a couple of writers and uh, a couple of authors and a couple of what you would say are interchangeable, but they are not. If you were a writer or novel, you would know. Um, but we are also going to be bringing in some personalities, etc. So stay tuned as we uh, start up in that ante I had mentioned. Tune in tomorrow for an episode. I I just like flip to a blank blank piece to a blank piece of paper. To be frankly honest, um, there's nothing. I don't have a topic for tomorrow, but I'll figure it out as the day unfolds, as we usually do out here. So thank you for listening. We out.